you know what? I always say hello, everyone. Then I, I should say hello. Then instead. All right. Well, let's let's try to change it up a little bit. Okay. All right. You go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Friendly, Friendly Fire. Fire. <laughs> this is Jamise. And this is Khalif. And we're happy to be here with you again after our Mother's Day episode. I hope everyone had the warm and fuzzies and spent time with those wonderful women in your life. Yeah, I had to call mine. Yeah, we just call. Oh, I didn't even call mine. I just sent her a text message. Ooh. Yeah, but I talk to her every week, so it's cool. Oh, well, you know, I yeah. FaceTime my mom, but, you know, she has, like, so many, like, FaceTime handles. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one to call anymore. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I usually I, I send her flowers or something, but I was like, wow, I do that every year, and I want to do something special, different. My mom's like, you don't have to worry about it. It's fine. Da-da-da-da. My mom's really easy to please, so I, I'm sure she's not, like, pissy that she didn't get a present. She's just glad that I remembered. Every time I hear from your mom, she's always like, peace. Yeah. It's, it's that zen thing she's got going on. Mm, the feng, kids are grown. Feng shui. I'm chill. <laughs> anyway, so recently I've been like a mad dog trying to apply for jobs back in the States and finding that tedious process of filling out all these forms and then also sending along your resume and I just started remembering like how it's been in Korea and how much easier it seems once you're already in the system in right yeah so it's like you had to reintroduce myself back into the American system which man that stuff the, the little questionnaire thing crap takes about an hour each one to do and I'm just like just read it on my resume I don't understand <laughs> I always this hated that. Yeah. I don't know. I always hated that. Like, um, you, you, they want you to copy and paste your resume. Yeah. Into their little, like, little website, and but it then never also pays fill properly. Out the information again in other parts of the. And why are you having me uploading my exactly, resume? Exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, so that just we decided today we're going to talk to you about the expat lifestyle. Korean work scene edition. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing on the list, this is very confusing to a lot of people who are looking for work outside their home country. I'm speaking mainly to Americans coming to uh, Korea because if you're going the opposite way, I'm not really sure what the visa process is coming into the States, but probably very similar. Korea has adopted a lot of their American uh, ways. Well, and, and their laws specifically are very similar to what we have. So, um, first of all, the visa types that you can apply for for work in Korea, we call them the E-series. And what are the common E-series? Well, the most common one, not the easiest to get, mind you, but the most common one is the E-2 visa. And that means that you can uh, be a foreign language instructor. You can teach at anywhere... Um, your mother tongue, whether that be French, Spanish, English, whatever, that is for teachers of your native tongue, basically. So most of the foreign teachers here hold an E2 visa. What is the best E2? Um, sorry, what is the best E series to have? There really isn't a best. It just depends on what you're here for. Um, like I said, they have it's E1 through E10, and each one has its own. Like, there's one for arts and performances. This is the E6. There's one for just research, which is E3, or the professorship, which is E1. But they're also, if you just want to come to Korea and have, like, a little short-term job, just get your feet wet a little bit, teach in a summer camp or winter camp, 
you can get a C4, which is a short visa that lasts 90 days. Mm. So it allows you to work. Now, keep in mind, you do not need a visa to enter Korea. If you're just coming here to travel, you get an automatic three-month travel visa. You don't have to apply for that ahead of time. That's what's awarded to you when you arrive. After your three months is up, though, you will need to leave the country or come, but you cannot work on a travel visa. So these are all working visas that I'm talking to you about today. Hmm. But what are the special, like other types of visas? Well, there's also the F series. Most of the F series visas, you're either permanent resident, married to a Korean person, um, but you can work on most of those. But there is the new F3, which Khalif holds. So Khalif, tell them about the F3 visa process. Well, the visa process, to me, period, is tedious. Extremely tedious. But the F3 series, which is what I heard about, is when you... Well, it's a spouse. It's called a spousal visa, basically. Right. Not that I... If anything above, I think, like an F2, you can work, right? You work on F5 as well. F5, F5. is Sorry, awarded I forget the numbers. To, to people who are not Korean by birth or any relation Okay, mm-hmm. I forget the numbers. But yeah. yeah, but the F3 is basically that because my wife is still working here in Korea. Yes. And I'm her spouse. Yes. Then I'm not really eligible to work legally. That's true. <laughs> I'm legally not eligible to work, but I do have residence here because she is here. Right. And when her visa is up, I got to get what they call the F out. He has to come with me. And right now I have an E2 visa. I've had the same E2 visa the entire time I lived in Korea. And actually, even if you leave Korea and come back, you'll be rewarded the same visa number. It's like your new social security number. Yeah, that never, ever changes. So um, even though I'm a professor and have been, I could have changed it to an E1. I think the benefits of that with an E2, you're sponsored by your employer. And you had to get permission to work at other places to, like, moonlight, as we say. Uh, but with an E1, you're not locked into that. And an E1, you need to renew every two years. But an E2 is, most of the E-series is every year. <coughs> you have to go back to the immigration and do all the paperwork again. And, and there's a sucks. lot of, pa- but it's really tedious the first time around because you need criminal background checks and apostles and all this nonsense you can look it up on our website we're going to link to it if you're really interested in working in korea then uh e2 visa it's difficult to get at first but to renew it it's really easy and you can find that information as we said on the website at crossfire.crusade.net and that is crusade with a k yes and it's a good website we have lots of information we do a lot of um cultural things as well that we write about and oh that's another thing before we get started on the job interview part i just want to say this about korea i have been here a total of six years i came here for a year i went back then i came back and this time around i've been here for five years straight um i have really seen korea change a lot it's become a lot easier to live as an expat in my opinion And what's most important to me is that the food has gotten more varied and (laughs) is much better. So um, FTA. uh, Yeah, they really fought FTA, but it has really changed the the food culture here. And I don't think it's a negative thing. Um, So it's just been really it's been really good. For an example, we ate. Well, should we 
should I plug them? I mean, we're not, they're not. No, we're not going to plug them. But you can find some of the restaurants that we enjoy on our website and links to other people who all they do is eat in Korea. There's an amazing woman who writes a blog all about the restaurants that she tries, and it's really awesome. So, don't if you're not a big fan of Korean food. Don't be afraid that Korea has a lot more to offer than just traditional Korean food. But you got to give Kimbap Chungguk and Kimbap Nada a try if you I haven't. wouldn't start there because that's like Korean fast food. But that's another thing. So um, basically the visa process, it's not as difficult as you think. Um, but if you're still unsure, I say come here for a visit because you don't have to pay anything for a visa to come for, for a visit. And uh, see if you like it. Well, this is the thing I, I really didn't like about the visa process. Mm. Oh, well, first, I will say this. If you're in the once you get in the country now, unless you're working with kids, they're probably going to require you to get a new FBI background check. If you're trading jobs only for E2, mm-hmm. yeah, E2, E2 is the only one. Well, I'm just saying, but most that. people will get that E2. It depends. I mean, you're other. There's a lot of other. But just options. in case. But most of the time, you should not, unless you left the country for a period of time, as what immigration told me, it was when you're really required to get a new background check. If you left Korea for more than, I think they said, three to five months. This is this is an off-topic thing. going to confuse everybody who doesn't know. Just visit the website, and you'll find information that you need. If you're really interested in working in Korea, teaching English, or doing something else. But since we're talking about teaching in Korea, mm-hmm. what are some of your... Do you have any, I'm, I don't want to say horror stories, but interesting tales of your job interview process? Probably not as interesting as yours. Um, everyone always, they always ask people, and when I go on new job interviews here in Korea, they always want to know um, why, why Korea. So originally, I just always wanted a job where I could travel a lot. And I thought, and I just recommend to myself and to others that you should put yourself in a whole new culture and country that you know nothing about, you can't speak the language, just really just shake up your your little worldview. And I chose Korea. I knew nothing. I mean, next to nothing. That was in 2008. Except for MASH and the Korean War. Yes, but see, the thing was, is that MASH was really about Vietnam, but that's another story anyway. So I didn't know anything about Korea. They had like one little book about Korea that was in Houston. It, you, could, you had to order it. So long, long story short, the original interviews were all, of course, done um, over the phone and through Skype. Um, and they were very basic, very normal. I just... I I eventually chose a school where I really related well to the head teacher, which if you're at a Hagwon, a big enough Hagwon, there's a Hagwon is a private academy. academy where they teach extra English, math, science, things like that, because the Korean public school system, they don't have enough hours in the day, I guess, to get every student taught all these things well, so they have academies. not enough hours in the day to get all the students the attention they need and desire. That's true. So private education is really big business here. And that's what we call the Hakwan. Um, and so I chose, if you're at a big enough Hakwan, your boss should be what they call the head teacher, who is a foreigner from an English-speaking country, who will be your go-to person. And he was very pleasant. I I chose his, his school and never had any real problems. It was really good. So that interview was like, fine. Well... The same thing when I came back to Korea, simple interview, you know, what you know about, I was at Incheon English Village. So my first two jobs, I work with children. 
After Incheon English Village, I applied for a uni job. Now, most people always want to know how to get a university job because it's like winning the golden ticket. I mean, like, let me explain to you the university system here in Korea. They have basically two months off in the summer and two months off in the winter. So when you oh good job yeah when you get when you get a uni job you have four months of vacation paid basically and you teach maybe six classes I want to say maybe more than that during the semester but you're teaching university students and there usually are a lot a lot of flexibility the pay is really good the hours are great so no complaints but my first university job was at Chungnam National University in Daejeon and. The it was the oddest interview I've ever had. Usually, and you can even speak for this. Some of you have been through the interview process in America as well. When it comes to university, they want to know about your teaching philosophy. You know what what you believe. Give give us a sample of your lesson. You know something like this. This is this is normal, typical. Well, when I showed up for this interview, and let me just tell this is like a story that I just want to say, like you know, I guess like grace to God or something because. I couldn't come to the interviews that they had during the week because I was working at Incheon English Village, and I told them, and they said, "That's fine. Can you come on Saturday?" And I said, "Sure, I'll come on Saturday morning." Well, in those days, from my part at Incheon, you had to take a bus, and usually it only took about two hours to get to Daejeon. But this day there was a big accident, and it took three and a half hours, so I was late for my interview. But I informed them, and they waited on a Saturday morning for me to get there. And I said, "Wow, I know." I said, "There's no way I'm getting this job," but I went there anyway, and I was cute as a button as usual, and um. <coughs> <laughs> there, there were two people who interviewed me, not a panel because it was Saturday. You know, no one's working on Saturday. And it was the head of the English department and uh, the head of HR. And I only remember he was interested in where I went to school, which was Baylor University. Another shout out to Baylor and Waco, Texas. <laughs> well, he had apparently been a student at UT in 1980, which predates my birth by a lot. <laughs> But uh, he and he said that he asked me. He said, "Isn't Waco the Ku Klux Klan capital of the world?" The KKK. And at first he said KKK, and I was like, "Excuse me." Then he explained. He explained Ku Klux Klan. I said. Uh, Because sometimes in Korea, the k k k is a way of laughing in Korea. I, I thought he meant the meant. KKK, but I was like, you know, Koreans don't usually know about racist groups in the United States, so it just kind of took me by surprise. And I said, no, <laughs> I didn't really, you know, because when I think of the Klan, I think of them, you know, dragging people and hanging people, and yes. They do exist in the South and in Texas, of course, but at my university, I never, I never encountered such a thing. So I was just kind of amazed that he asked me such such an unsettling question, you know, and I, I just, I just know I had a really good experience there, and that was pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> he he said, "Oh, it was nice meeting you," and then it was done, and I said, "Okay." So then I went back and I said, "Oh, I didn't get the job." Well, about a month later. I oh no maybe three weeks later I got an email 
because I always email them and say thanks for the interview. Well, the HR woman responded again. She said, oh, it was really nice meeting you. Um, we'll be get, keeping in touch. And I said, what does that mean? So then a month later, I was like, I, I, I just emailed them and said, excuse me, did I get the job? And they said, of course you got the job. And I'm like, what? I didn't know. But she was leaving and passing the baton on to another woman who was she was training. And that person took her place and then Long story short, I worked there happily for three years, and that director was replaced by somebody else. Um, but it was probably the oddest, most unsettling interview I have. Not because it was it was like negative, but it was just a weird question that I, I was expecting to present my philosophy on education, you know, being all professional. And this guy's all kicked back in jeans and a T-shirt like, so tell me about the Klan in Texas. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's just kind of funny because I'm so proud to be a Texan. She had it so good in this country. I have. I have. I usually, every job interview I've been on, I've been offered the job. So, and I went on a lot of university jobs. I picked Chingnam because they had the best um, work environment and support system. I really like the the head of HR who I was given over to. I mean, you keep plugging this school. You're going to have to ask them for some type of sponsorship. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, things are changing so if they had they're not looking for any professors right now um and i and i did leave them to go to another university and i'll talk about that one later but let's get one of Khalif's stories about his interview experience oh no i don't have a particular story well just give one and then i'll give one and then you'll give another one well well i'll tell well first i would tell you the the craziest one that i ever had mm-hmm. i mean this is like the cake and i love experience sharing this when i when i taught adults and we would talk about interview stories and crazy interview stories and Mm -hmm. most of their interview stories are real like jack and jane or jack and jill type stories i mean of course hr is pretty universal i mean but i remember the worst job interview i ever had I was I was working for a university when I first came to Korea, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. And the guy that was the director before they changed him out was awesome. Mm. So, but the new director, he and I did not get along. Mm-hmm. He kept thinking I was from Africa. Yeah. And every day he was like, "Oh, Anthony, how's your family?" I'm like, "Oh, my family's good. Um, what's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, thank you, thank you for asking." And he's like. How long did it take to fly here? I was like, oh, total time, like 17 hours. Like, really? That's a short trip from South Africa. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm not from Africa, sir. And then he would run off. So this, at this moment. He was I, constantly confused with another co-worker who yeah, was from South Africa. The other only black guy there. But they couldn't look more different if it was <laughs> night and day. Literally night I mean, because the guy is like, he was like petite and small like me, you know. Yeah, and I'm the black fat Joe. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying you're you're like much, I mean, even just looking at height, you could tell you guys are different. I was much taller. Yeah. But so that's not strange. the point. Anyways, yes. Well, sorry. so this pushed me to find other employment, to seek other employment, of if course. you will. Well, so I decided I worked this camp during the wintertime. And I really enjoyed working with kids. So I was like, you know what? I want to work with kids. Let me try this because it felt more rewarding to work with them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
I'll get to that. That's a whole nother story. Yeah, but, it is. We'll talk, we'll talk about Korean kids in a, in a moment. <laughs> but as I was trying to find this new job, I thought had I had to find this, a new job because the director was totally uh, changing things to fit his his will or whatever. It was politics as usual. Basically. basically, you know how it is. You know, changing of the leadership. You you get rid of all the generals that follow the other leader and put everybody that you have. Get in your the own because yeah. you you don't you say you don't trust the one who came before you. Right. You don't you don't have you don't need a coup. There you go. You want to hire all your own people or people that you think will be loyal to you, of course. And so he and so as I'm seeking new employment, mm-hmm. I applied to this really nice, not an international school, but this school was kind of like they were trying to build up, but it was in the Asan area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's close to Seoul. I want to move closer to Seoul and just get away because okay, I live in the country. An I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> so as I applied to this school and it, and I researched the school, it was a great place to be. A lot of other teachers that I emailed there sound they really liked it. Well, I get this call at eleven o'clock at night. I didn't remember it being that late. It was eleven o'clock at night. Interesting. And I had no idea who in the blue hell would be calling me at eleven o'clock. Yeah. So, I didn't recognize the number, and I refused to answer it. But mm-hmm. something said, just go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, I answered the phone, and they're like, oh, we're sorry to call you so early in the morning. Yeah? And I was like, okay. And I, they, are, they were calling a Korean number, just to verify this. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, oh, it's no problem. I'm in Korea. And they're like, oh, well, that's good. Yeah, silence. So as I as the conversation goes on, he starts to talk and he's like, oh, well, you know, Anthony, we're really interested in your 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 teaching philosophy. Your resume is astounding. We're really interested. But there will be three interview process, two phone interviews and one in person mm-hmm. that we would like for you to be. The first one went like any normal interview. Mm-hmm. The second one is when it got crazy. Now, was it the same person from the first to the second? It was the same person. Okay, okay. Now, tell us what happened. That was crazy. Mr. Kim. Everyone's Mr. Kim. Yeah, everyone's Mr. Kim, so I can (laughs) say his name. So, Mr. Kim calls back, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry to call you so early in the morning. And I was like, oh, but it's 11 o'clock at night, Mr. Kim. And he's like, oh, oh, yes, you're, you're in Korea. You're in Korea. Well, we really, I showed your resume to the panel. Everyone really enjoyed your teaching philosophy we just had a few more questions for the second interview that we would like to verify with Mm -hmm. and so and this is when it got crazy for me he says now anthony could you please answer the question and i was like okay are you sure you're african american Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, I kind of started rubbing my skin. And I yes, was thinking but you of, could just be brown. I mean, you have been mistaken for an Indian. Let's be honest. Uh, that's only because... By other Indian people. And an Arab guy thought you were from... And so did a Pakistani Iran guy. Pakistan. So. Yeah, so just doesn't that just say... I mean, African-American is more than just color your skin. Let's be honest. True, but, <laughs> but I was just like... I was thinking, part of me, I'm a smart ass, and I usually come up with these really witty things to say sometimes, mm-hmm. but I was trying well, to, since a job. Well, how did you answer him? I said, um, I'm sure that I've been African-American for 34 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I am African-American, yes. And he was like, oh, huh. 
<laughs> well, perplexing. Didn't they have? But see, okay, here's the thing that I'm just gonna pause, put a little pause on this. Mm-hmm. When you apply for jobs in Korea, you must include your photo. So the fact that he would even consider asking a question like this is is unusual because you do have the photo to look at, which is always on every resume, right? Or somewhere. In so the no one clip. should be shocked by your ethnic background. And so, and he says, well. I just have another question for you. And I was like, okay, well, Mr. Kim, fire away. Are you a homosexual? What? And I was like, excuse me? No, 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 no. Instantly, instantly. Don't worry. I'm not gay. Like, okay. And I was like, okay, well, I'm glad you're not really gay. That's care okay. One way or the other. <laughs> but I just have, I said, but I'm not I a will, bigot. <laughs> I will answer your question. No, I'm not a homosexual, mm-hmm. but I would like to follow this up with my question, a question of my own. And he's like, yes, Anthony, tell me, um, what does my sex, what would sexual orientation have to do with the job? Was there like a gay black guy that ran amok at the school or something like that? And he was just like, oh, we don't like to talk about business things. Okay. Okay. But I don't understand the question like how is this a part of the job interview right i mean where is this coming from? where is this coming from mm-hmm. i mean and i mean and for me my thought is that this guy has been calling me at 11 o'clock at night right thinking that you're still in the united states knowing that he's calling a korean phone number so i was like what, what an is, odd duck <laughs> what is the real reason for this call is this is supposed to be a love connection? okay so did he explain why he, no he no. never explained yes he did well, oh, he, he did. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't think of that as an explanation. It well, was just an explanation. You got to follow well, the train of thought. Well, he says, well, it's just that in your teaching philosophy, you use big words. No. No, no, no. He said he used big no, words no, he and was words about like how, fabulous. No, no, How you spoke in the interview, you actually said the words fabulous and your accent and your tone made him assume that number one, either you are not really African-American or number two, you must be a homosexual because... And I use big words. Hello, for, for, for my black listeners, you know how when they say, oh, you speak so well or... Oh, you're so articulate because it's a surprise, right? Yeah. Okay. That's okay, what get, really happened. Okay, I, I forgot that It's part. been so long for him. And I have a really, I have a memory like an elephant. So I remember all this. Well, it was just really shocking. Because he at called me point. right after to tell me what happened. And I was like, what? Well, because at this point, it was real shocking. for. At this point, I was shocked. <laughs> I had nothing to say. And I was like, because I use, and I just said, well, because I have a verbose lexicon and the fact because that I use. Because I'm educated. And I have a degree. But I can also turn that what up, son? I can turn that on, too, if you want me to. And, I mean, did you expect me to go, what up, dog? What's happening, chief? You know, I be, I be on it. I'm on the block. <laughs> Every day. All day. Every day. 100. So. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I watch, a, I, I watch a little sitcom. I'm going to talk about it on, on the blog, but not on here. Yeah, blackish. I'll just say the name. Okay, yeah, blackish. But um but yeah, so it would that was really shocking for me. And I was just like, What? Because I actually am articulate. I speak very I speak well. You can understand all, all mo- most 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 of us are this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I know. Please, I mean please, don't don't please, they know Denzel? Please, please no one be surprised when the black person actually just speaks calmly and regularly to you. 
<laughs> we're all <laughs> With not the pleasant accents. We're all not like hide your kids, hide your wife. I mean that that is a part of us, but we also we are very good at being professional. And so this is, and so he's like, oh, you did excellent. Um, I'm going to email you the directions on how to get to the school. But didn't you meet him in person? I never got a chance to meet him in person. Oh, what happened? He never sent the he never sent the email with the directions on uh, how to get to the school. Uh, so he said, if you don't get the email by Monday, mm-hmm. if I'm sending this out. I'm going to send it tomorrow. Uh-huh. If you don't get it by Monday, mm. call me because the interview is that following Wednesday. Mm, okay. And so. Well, that was it then. He called. So I called him Monday at 10 o'clock and I was like, oh, Mr. Kim. A.M. or P.M.? A.M. Uh-huh. Just let him know I'm in Korea because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I know this ain't midnight love. Uh. But uh, oh, sorry, that was for the listeners that understood BET. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but um, basically, what ends up happening? He was like, "You seriously wanted this job?" Like basically, he was like, "After all the the interviews, you still want it?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, I was looking for a new job. I need a job." And then he just hung up the phone. Wow. And I was like, "Whoa." It's like, I can't hire this guy who I called him out on his ethnicity and his sexuality because it'll be so uncomfortable. And so, and I did Koreans, the part of their culture is to not be confrontational. Is it just back away or just drop it? That That's usually what they will do. So even if you're um, in this situation, that is actually Korean culture. Uh, instead of, you know, trying to patch things up or whatever, it's an uncomfortable situation. They just drop it and hope the other person gets the hint that uh, it's done. Because <laughs> he said, I did very well in the second interview. Mm-hmm. I should be expecting to get mm-hmm. this information. And he once I never did, it was like... He was embarrassed. He had to walk away from that. Yeah, and I was just like... So I never got the information, and that was the end of that. Okay. That was probably the weirdest one. There's other ones, but... That was, but let's talk about the one we went on kind of together for the Oh, the, the school the that I actually school. got. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I will say this. Actually, sh- sorry. Global Let me explain. School. It was a global school. International school, the students are from other nations plus Korean. A global school is just they're hoping to bring culture, international culture to the students, but they will usually all be Korean students. Pretty much. And I did... Trying to speak in English most of the time. And I would tell you this. I had probably some of the best bosses at this job. This was a good job. But let's talk about the interview. Um, The interview process was was actually... This was was really fun. fun. This was actually... It wasn't... It's not bad. It was just interesting because... I didn't want him to take this job. But he was desperate. And he... We were supposed to... We're about to go on holiday to the Philippines. And he didn't want to go on holiday without having a job secure for when he came back. So, we we were picked up from the, from the subway. This place advertised that they were in Seoul, and they are nowhere... I mean, they're near Seoul, but this it's, it's not... It's, they're in the Seoul area. It's uh, For my New Yorkers, it it's like... um Uptown. No, like saying, yeah, I'm from New York, but you really live in, live in Jersey. You know what I mean? That that That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> that That's what's going on there. So... Uh, we get picked up. We're in the car, and th- this guy has the oddest. I mean, he's Korean, but he has the strangest accent. It's like some mix between Philly and Britain, and it was just the like, oddest. Oh, thing. Anthony, oh, how how do you do today? What was his name? I'm not gonna he, say, he his, say his, name. his English name. It's common. No, it's not. He didn't have an English. He didn't name. have an English name. No. Oh. 
Well, it's, uh, most Korean names are repeats anyway. What, what, was, what was it? No, I'm not going to say his name. Mr. I will something. Not. Well, Mr. Kim. It wasn't Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim. Maybe it was. I don't remember. No, his family name was Kim, but... So many Kims. But yeah, he, he was very... Uh, I'm, I wouldn't, you can say things. We're not saying anything negative about him. Just he had a very interesting accent that you just couldn't place Hoon. for the life of you. Hoon. Yeah, like it was... It was it, the coolest accent I've ever heard because I've never... Think about it, guys. Pennsylvania and then London and put it together. Like, it's, it's amazing. It, it was interesting. He'd be like, you can understand him, but it was just, wow. He'd be like, oh, hello. And he's Anthony. Korean, right? So it doesn't even match what you think is going to happen. So yeah, it's actually interesting because you, you see this guy and he doesn't look like you see him, and then you're expecting like, oh, Anthony, how do you do? <laughs> and then he comes out like, oh, Anthony, how how do you fare today? And I was like, "Whoa!" Yes, oh, I, I, I just, I just love it because I try to place accents of where people are from, and you just would never guess where he's from. So and I, I just thought it was cool. couldn't guess. And so, very educated man, though. Oh very yes, sweet. yes. So we we get there, we arrive there, and we're doing the interview with him, and it's going very well. And then he brings in like an associate no, who is assistant the principal, assistant principal, one of the assistant principals. who will be asking questions. Apparently, his English speaking skills were kind of. Uh, low at the time, but his listening, his comprehension was pretty high. Oh, yeah. So he did have his own set of questions. Mr. John. Um, but it was guy. hilarious because I'm sitting next to Anthony and he's asking, the guy he comes in is asking the questions, you know. But, but these questions Anthony's are in the having, forms of statements. He's having a hard time understanding what this guy is trying to say. And I've been in Korea a long time, but also I grew up with people who English is not their, sec- their first language. So I'm used to translating things and <laughs> to make it smoother for the native English speaker, right? So I was telling Anthony, oh, he wants to know this. He's asking, and he had some great questions. I mean, this was a really professional interview. You know, he wanted to ask him about, like, say, minor in philosophy. He had questions about that. So he was but then it became that well it was like this it was basically <laughs> like this he said this he gave me a statement and uh-huh. he was like he said so you study philosophy you study philosophy and I was like yes I study philosophy I was and like and he said he said something like um Tell, tell me about like the, the education but the way he said it everything sounded like a statement and not a question so, but that's kind of how some people talk. You know people like this. And I kept looking at him like... But he had an accent because, again, I tell you, English is... He, he was struggling. English is, was... He wasn't very good at English. And once But again, I could understand him. She understood him quite well. And then, So, then it became that he was talking to me. Because she understood him. And so, he's like, and you he have really such a nice liked smile. Me. Yeah. Oh, he just, he just fell on me. And then he kept asking at one point if I was sure that I also did not want to work. Because they needed more than one teacher. So, they were trying to get a two for one, basically. And he really was enamored with me and kept asking me. And I said, I already have a job again now at this point, guys. Remember, I'm at the university. I got the golden ticket, right? I don't want to work with kids. I love children, but I don't want to work with them. And so, then it was just the cutest interview because I could not get him to focus back on Anthony for the life of me. So, Anthony's just sitting there while (laughs) I'm interviewing for Anthony's job. (laughs) So, I decide, oh, I need to go to the restroom. So, I just take off and and after that happened they brought in the other vp Uh they had introduced me to the other vp who also interviewed me and Mm -hmm. he and i just hit it off Mm -hmm. he started telling me like we didn't even talk about we started talking about the houston rockets Mm -hmm. um he had a buddy that was from houston Mm -hmm. 
and he was really close to him and I sound like he and I had the similar accent mm-hmm. so he and I we hit it off and that's all like okay I got the job with this guy and it was so funny I told and you know I told VP mm-hmm. that um the Korean guy that um VP mm-hmm. yeah VP Jung I told him I said when I left the job after two years I was like you know in the beginning I didn't like you and mm-hmm. he was shocked he was like oh <gasps> What? Because he and I become really they definitely good came friends. Close. But in the beginning, VP Jung, I think, was against hiring you as well. I think he really wanted me because we connected. And I and think there wasn't that, many women. So at first, he didn't really like women you. That was working but you guys grew to be very close. Well, see, he didn't think that. Like, he, But the whole time, he always asked, How's your wife? <laughs> how, well, first, before we got married, Oh, how's your girlfriend? Oh, right, right. How is she? And I was yeah. like, She's fine. Oh, she's so beautiful. And I was like, Remember Dude. when I. Oh, this is, this is the cutest thing. And I, I, I love. I have so much love for people. And he, he's just a cute little man. I mean, he's just barely taller than me. And I came for, your students had some speech, kind of speech big contest. Big nationwide speech And I just came, not for that, but because we were supposed to go out afterwards. So I was like, I'll come, you know, stay over, go to the right. speech contest. So your students can meet this person you always talk to. And I can meet, and I want to meet some of his coworkers because he always talks about his coworkers. And uh, so I went there. And That's then, because they all had these interesting nicknames, but I really liked all of them. Like, um, I can't for I always called him Broke Mike. Right, because it's broken art. Because there's more than one Mike at the time. There was one more Mike. And the other Mike was called Dana Harvey. I had to see these people to put the face (laughs) of the name. So my curiosity. So I get there. And And she thought Broke Mike was really handsome. (laughs) He was. Because, you know, Anthony, uh, Khalif never explains, like, what people actually look like. He's all like, oh, I don't don't know. So I'm always kind of like, what? So I had totally different pictures of these people in my head. And then I meet them, I'm like, oh. Yeah, she meets Broke Mike. And she like blinks, like like she had to like set the record straight. She's like, "Oh, you can't see me, sorry." Oh, he's he's, he's blinking his big brown eyes. So, so she was like, "Oh," and she tried to play. It. <laughs> she saw her face. She tried to play it off. She was this look of shock that he was just exactly. Guy. And I mean, because it didn't look like anything how he would describe. I was playing some like little raggedy geeky guy <laughs> with the broken arm, you know. But, but it was this guy. He goes jogging. He was, he was very normal. He seemed. He looked and seemed very. And, Guys, I hate to say it, but there are a lot of characters <laughs> who Korea. work in Korea, and just to find someone who seems so normal is just like, and anyways, VP Jung sees me, and his face, like he didn't even recognize me because no, when he, he met me, I was like, I'll scrub down. I was, I wasn't coming for an interview. I was just coming, you know, with my boyfriend at the time, and because uh, I was curious, but I'll scrub down. And then he saw me, and I'm like normal, you know. I have on my my dress, my little jacket, you know, and he Hair was done. just like. Oh, Whoa. who's this? I said, it's Jimmy. He's like, oh, and then that just created more he, love for me oh, and crush. Man, he would not so he shut was, up after that. <laughs> so he was my big cheerleader. Uh, and he know. became such a, I mean, he and I, we, we would sit and talk philosophy. Like he asked a question like, oh, one of my, this actually kind of brings us into like colorful coworkers. Oh yeah. So now, yeah. Cause we started talking about some of your colorful coworkers. <laughs> Cause, um, um yeah. Um, he were sitting in the office one day and you know there's you know in America there's a rule uh-huh. that rule about what are the three subjects that you never talk about religion politics religion politics that may be just two there was one more I don't maybe remember sex? maybe sex I don't sex. know we, I, I don't, things I don't, that you I don't, don't remember. talk about I'm at the so job. I'm so out the loop I've been here too long but BP Jung never followed like 
he would always bring up these interesting questions. Oh, he had the best questions. Every it's like, day. what is he thinking about? And these <laughs> questions just come out of nowhere. But interesting. Oh, oh yeah. over the time, the two years you were there, his English was improving. He was studying he English. I, he was studying. He was interested in the culture. So he had all these interesting little questions. He, he and I would with. have lunch together and we would have these. And he was like, when I left, he was sad. He was like, oh, Anthony, I want to thank you for helping me with my English. I was like, dude, I enjoyed talking to you. I mean, he, he he was interested. So tell me one of these. I mean, they were fascinating questions. Tell me something. So he's sitting there and it was funny because VP Jung is always steadily working. He's, he's working He's always hard. working or studying. This guy is dedicated. <laughs> he is the traditional <laughs> Korean man as we imagine. You know, the, the salary man. Always working, always studying. So he's typing on his computer and he keeps looking at me and one of my other co-workers named Craig. Mm-hmm. And so... I get up, go to the bathroom. I come back, and he's he and Craig are having this discussion. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know what it was about, but Craig Craig is this guy from New Zealand. He's really he gets aggressive sometimes when he really spouts his beliefs. Which what I know New Zealanders seems a little out out of character. <clears throat> They're usually very laid. The New Zealanders I know are usually very laid back. But um, but I mean, I like Craig. Craig was a very interesting guy. So, so the question to you. Well, I was, walk in and he says, he says, Anthony, and I was like, yes, VP. Yes, in Korean, his name is Anthony. Yeah. They can't say Anthony. Well, there's no th sound in Korean. True. So, so that's why. So when you hear Anthony saying it that way, it's because he's he's imitating how Koreans say his name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like my actual stage name, Khalif Knight, becomes Khalip. Yeah. There's no f- yeah. PH or any TH. There's no H in Korean at all. So, yeah. It's inter- It's beautiful. Oh, no, there is an H. I'm sorry. It, there's an H, but it's not combined with anything. It, you don't put it together. It's always yeah. Like, huh. yeah, it's just by itself. And some combination of that becomes like F. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, sorry. we're also learning Korean. Sorry. We are. We're studying Korean. We'll tell you about that another time. Yes, we will. Interesting language. Okay, so the question. So I walk in, I sit down, I have my cup of water, and he says, Anthony, yes, VP, uh, wh- which do you believe in is best for people, communism or capitalism? And I was like, wow, that's a deep question, VP Jung. And he's like, and so... And I can see, because VP Jung, he's not really confrontational. He likes to have these conversations. Again, we're going to say, you know, it's a Korean culture. It's a culture thing. Confrontational. But, you know, he gets, you know, he knows I'm very confrontational. You you have very strong beliefs. Very strong Mm -hmm. beliefs. So once he pulled me into this conversation that I believe he was having with Craig, and Craig Mm -hmm. was really giving his two cents, his real strong two cents, VP Jung had to back off. Uh. So he was basically tagging me tagging me in <laughs> right right you're it get me out of this i don't know what to do i feel attacked and so i said well vp jung i think capitalism is the only socio-economic system where the free thinking person can make something this could of be themselves. a whole nother thing but it this is. is just an example of some of the he's questions he had on his mind yeah that's just that's some of the stuff that this man thought of mm-hmm. at work mm-hmm. and made it really fun for me <laughs> like what will he ask today <laughs> oh this was i a- love talking to, to <laughs> khalif about his day day-to-day stuff with his co-workers because they also had they all had like vp jung was just interesting questions but his co-workers had some very colorful lives 
and drama, 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 drama. See, it, I didn't have too much drama because I'm one of those people, I get along with everybody and I just like chill and I, I stay out of everyone's business because I don't even care. And for some strange reason, because of my personality, everyone tells me their business. But when you work business. with children, I think it becomes more like... It becomes petty. And I don't know, like mixed up. Like you work so close together all the time because you have the same students, you know. Oh, In yeah. the college system, usually my students are just my students. They don't overlap with anybody else, you know, so it's nothing really for us to discuss with each other about work well know? the well the story that happened before i left that was like the big scandal scandal i know i ain't talking about carrie mm. washington mm. um there was a young lady that comes to my job and and because we're at this school people have differing opinions about being there or wanting to stay longer or they're getting upset but at this time there were some you know minor things happening but this one teacher she was just really unhappy mm-hmm. when she got there mm-hmm. and so to tell to to i guess to try to get out of her contract or to leave or to quit she starts telling everyone she's pregnant i mean i think she really was pregnant i believe she was but it was just like the day that she released it it was kind of like it had everyone i swear by god it had me and my other one of my other favorite co-workers Miss Smith, oh, I love this woman. Even though she got on my nerves a little bit, we grew to be really good friends. Well, you know, California, Texas, they yeah, have we different have personalities. <laughs> yeah, she always tried to like claim California is much better than Texas, and I'm like, girl, please mm. get over it. Mm. Y'all gonna fall well, in I the mean, ocean. We have water. <laughs> no offense to our California listeners, but we do have water. I mean, I like Cali. Y'all produce some good movies, but you know what? Texas way. Anywho, so it was just a big scandal. She po- said she was pregnant and then she was leaving. That was the end of that. <laughs> but everyone was trying to figure out like, oh, but you you can only find out that you're, it's like, oh, how does she know she's really pregnant? Has it been two weeks? Has it been three months? Has it been two and a half months? When did she find out? It became this whole thing that everyone was, was trying to figure out. It was that she already knew when she took the job. Basically. Because she was coming from elementary school. You know, right? Yeah, she was yeah. coming from another elementary school. And then when she got to our and job. And when she was there, she she didn't have any grades. She had nothing to show what she did in the classroom. So she just, it was like a, I don't know, the weirdest thing. Just come work, kind of. Like she really, just came and, and played just, with the kids. And then just go. So, yeah, that was, it was, it was interesting. Like I kept giving her work, like what to do with our fourth graders. And I was like, oh, make sure they have these things because they're going to have this test. They're going to have this test. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, where are the grades for this? What grades? I thought you just wanted to do it. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you run into people who just aren't in it to win it. So, but yeah, but this is the one thing I would like to say this. And then I don't want, maybe in closing, it's basically, I always hear this from our expats that come work here. And they always have to draw this comparison between Korean kids and, and American, American kids. kids. And I've worked with. <laughs> all age groups yes so have i and so has miss jamise i think the only age group i have not worked with is high school actually i have not worked with high school well i like to say i did but i've done but kindergarten all the way to elementary all the way to middle school so yeah i've done all the way up and to university grade. so i and you know we we've covered the block when it comes to the korean children and i would just like to say this 
kids are kids no matter where they are. They do the same thing. Oh, this is true. Do not believe the hype, you know, that um, they're any more well-behaved or well-mannered than children. They do graffiti. They skateboard. The difference is that their culture is not, and I'll be honest, it's not a gun-focused culture. They do not have access to weapons the way that our our children do. They do have shanks. You know, I mean, they, they, they could do a little stabby stabby, but they are more under under control when it comes to the, the rage factor. So there's something we could work on with our children. But um, when teaching kindergarten, oh, my God, they were just as wild and crazy as any other little kindergarten anywhere in the world. So I'm not I'm not going to say that you're going to run it if you come here to teach. And you expect the children to run into the little desk when you get there and sit nicely and listen attentively the entire time. You're in for a big surprise because they're not. They're not. And if you do not have any training as a teacher or tutoring or dealing with children before you come here, I think you should try to get some experience with tutor that before. kids before tutor. Work with children before you come here. Handle a group of them. Learn how your way of disciplining and keeping a classroom because they're not going to teach here. They say you need a lot of these ET jobs say you don't need an experience with children beforehand. But But I recommend it. I recommend it. Because they're not going to teach you how to control your classroom, how to teach them. They're not going to do that. And you should know how to do that before you start. And if your kid and if your class is running wild. And if your class is running wild, there will be a lot of things you will get blamed for. Exactly. Because you may not know how to do them, but. They're going to expect you to know how to do they these are things going before to you get you here. They are going to expect you to be able to do it. So I would suggest, you know, being proficient. And in the age group that you're interested in teaching, make sure you have experience in that. For your own personal mental health. Trust me. Trust us. <laughs> these this kids is are just as nutso as any other kids. So. As my Arab friend said, this is the NGO we're giving. The good news. The good news. So, yeah. But there are also, I mean, there are just as many rewards. You know, just as many, you know, um, I guess... You it can be tough and bureaucracy. Warning, the bureaucracy though is way different. I will admit because you are the foreigner. I don't. I want to say this in the most positive way possible, but basically you're the outsider. So all the BS that you have to deal with with administration and all that, as like if you're coming from a teaching situation in America, you don't deal with that here because you don't speak the language, so you're not expected to know. Yeah, you just do your thing, what they tell you to do, and then you know do it to the best of your ability. So if they tell you stay out of their political drama and whatever. So if they tell you to come to work. And you just sit there and you don't have anything to do. Just sit there. You sit there. It's don't, called desk warming. Don't it's, a be very, a, it's a pastime. It's a pastime. But stay off. Don't be on Facebook and play video games because they will get pissed off about that. Right. Do you just look like you're busy and then go home. But if you have more questions about that specifically, please direct them to our website. At crossfire at crusade.net. And we will be definitely willing to answer your questions about coming to work here and other resources you can uh, peruse should I should I even mention the Facebook page? Oh, there's so many Facebook pages. Oh, I mean the Crossfire. If you want to, I well, mean. you can find our you can find our Crossfire page at Facebook slash Crossfire. Right. Or was it Friendly Fire? I'll tell you that again later. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. As usual, it was good having this talk with you, and I hope you learned a lot about the Korean work scene. And Definitely. How interesting it is, and we will still certainly have more stories. Definitely, I have. We a, call that we our little war stories, our, our expat war stories. Well, next time, next time I tell you about the, you know, the, the people you meet outside of work. Let's outside put it that of way. Work, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Love Much love one. to everybody. I'm Khalif, and I'm Jamise. Thank you for listening. Bye.